Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 5. I'm one of your hosts Dave. And I'm Ben, how is everybody? Today we're going to be talking about day 2 of the level 1 course. And in our retro review we'll be taking a look back at the 92 championship winning lead side. So, Ben, this is episode five. This is our first mini milestone. It's our wood anniversary, if you like. So, yes, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's, how's it been going this last week? Yeah, it's been all right. It's, uh, so, tomorrow, because we're kind of overlapping with the, uh, the level one. So, tomorrow is the, my third day. We'll go into that in a bit more. But um, my homework this week was to come up with a practice to then deliver to the group tomorrow. So um, my under 10s were the guinea pigs for that on Thursday. And uh, it went pretty well. I was I was pretty pleased. So um, they they kind of got what I was trying to do. I got some good feedback from them afterwards. They enjoyed it. And they I asked them what, what the purpose was and what we were trying to get out of it. And they came up with kind of the right answers. So, um, yeah, it's something to, to um, build on with them and adapt. Um, the main, the main premise behind it is in possession and kind of decision-making in the final third. So, um, just briefly, it was kind of an, well, it was supposed to be an 8v4, but a few people were away. So we did kind of a seven versus three and then Mm -hmm. slowly you divide the pitch up into kind of sections and players have to stay in certain sections. And then it's all about what decisions they do with the ball, what decisions they make, can they hold their position? Can they move within that zonal area um, and just try and make best use of the ball, really? And then over time, the 7v3 becomes a, a 6v4 and a 5v5. Um, so making it progressively harder for them to score, whereas in the beginning it's easier. So it's, yeah, but it was good. So um am going to be good. doing that tomorrow. Um, see how the adults cope with it. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, but again, but I was a bit worried about Oh, is this is this the sort of thing I should be doing? But in my mind, I know why I'm doing it, and I think it was beneficial. So mm-hmm. I think I can go with some justification tomorrow. And um, I think the fact it's layered and it builds up a little bit is kind of hopefully um, what what the tutor's after. So hopefully it will show my planning expertise or technique or whatever. And um, yeah, so yeah, it's good. So um, we've got a friendly That's game cool. tomorrow. So it's just to get the kids out. Most teams didn't train this week, so it's half term. But we've got a friendly tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I wanted to get one to give them a run out and uh, get them prepared. So, yeah, all good. How about you? How's your week been? Yeah, I, I just just before I get onto that though, so how did it go? Because I think last week you were saying uh, it, it sounded like a bit more of a frustrated session where people were booting the balls, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to lay off the short passes and, and yeah. booting the ball away twenty yards. Well, f- funnily enough. Uh, it was it, initially when I arrived, it was a bit like that, but I, I took some tips on the, um, the arrival activity and mm-hmm. very basic, right? Everyone grab a ball, get dribbling across the pitch. I want to see outside of the foot, right foot, get to the end, come back left foot outside of the foot. Then I introduced right this time when you go back across, I want to see a step over, etc. just building it up to get them to do a bit more. Um, 
while I was setting up really because I set up and I set up the the pitch once and that was it and that's the other thing that I've kind of been taking from this course is it really helps if you just get your pitch laid out ready from minute one and you don't and I've been guilty of trying to relay the pitch during in between practices and it's a disaster because that's when mm-hmm. the kids start booting about. And about. Yeah. but it was great because I could just go right pitch is ready now we're going to move into this then we're going to move into that and it flowed really well actually so I was really pleased so mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm I've actually got my whole session planned to take tomorrow even though we don't need to do all of it so it, just in case he asks mm-hmm. so um it, yeah it felt quite coherent um Elijah wasn't there either which probably <laughs> which made me <laughs> that's a bit of Plain uh, to yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah, obviously he played a bit last week. He wasn't there, so maybe to be fair, he probably would have been all right. I think it was more the fact I structured it a bit better, and I felt a bit more happy about mm-hmm. my organisation. So, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it was. Um, it flowed really well, and it's a massive learning doing doing that whole getting it planned so it flows. It, it makes such a difference. And yeah, yeah. I'll keep on top of now every week and get a proper plan and think right. How can I minimise? the gaps and waiting between the practices just mm-hmm. to each other and it worked well. So, um, yeah, That's cool. good. I felt, so I felt pretty good about it. Whereas last week I felt pretty frustrated, but yeah, this week was good. Excellent. Well, that sounds really good. I mean, on the, on the training side, unfortunately, so we'd practiced last, uh, last Saturday because I, I wasn't on the course, but I, I've had to miss our training session today. But I, I spoke to the coach after, and, and apparently, you know, it, it did flow a lot better today uh, than it had done the previous Saturday. So, well, I don't know if you remember, we were trying to to basically just keep possession. Yep. So, you know, have one person pressing and and trying to get the ball back, and then you know, four or three people just trying to keep possession of the ball and then you know different teams so you you can spread it out among the the girls and apparently it went a a lot better today so so yeah that was good quite happy with that still feeling sorry for myself because you know I I, I sort of told you you know I still like to play and then I took a a fair old whack on on the Monday night game and you know we're still of that generation, aren't we? Where where you can't let someone know that it really hurts, <laughs> you know. So so you know the most you uh, you let loose is like a oh, you know right. Yeah. I'll run it off and then uh, just over. Well, as soon as I got back home, uh, it was like I had a an egg on my on on the inside of my shin, and over the week, it's just gradually. Uh, the bruises filled out nicely, and uh, uh, I sent, sent that picture to you before. It's like <laughs> never had anything like it. It's uh, we need to share that. We need to oh. share that picture on, <laughs> yeah. on the Twitter feed. I think. Yeah, yeah. Share share war wounds and stuff, but yeah. like uh, just of course the missus is no sympathy whatsoever. You know, so you're too oh, old yeah. to be playing. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anything, uh, anything interesting from the news this week? It's it's kind of difficult uh, not well, to talk about the Liverpool results. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I I did enjoy watching us play on Wednesday. Um, it was a pretty damn impressive display. Yep. Um, 
but it was an odd game. First 20 minutes were pretty dull, actually, and then all of a sudden sort of exploded into life and they just couldn't live with us, really. Yeah. Just, I'll just think you play, I wouldn't even say they were overly attacking, but it's just, it was a big pitch and obviously once got the first goal there to try and get get at least something out of it and we just picked them off. And we could have had a lot more, really. But, yeah, it's another scintillating attacking display, which was great. And I think we should be able to breathe easy in the next in the next leg. Yeah, I, yeah. I would think. Even me, my most pessimistic, is pretty confident we might go through. I, so, think, yeah. I, I think I'm even a level above that pessimism, aren't I, usually in our exchanges. But uh, at 5-0, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're... We're pretty much there now. Now Paris Saint Germain could have probably said that when they were playing Barcelona, well, couldn't they? This so is, this is the thing. <laughs> this is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, but yeah. Interestingly, I think we've got Man United the game after that one. So there's got to be surely a, a bit of rotation. A few, yeah, give yeah, Danny yeah. maybe you know a couple of other players. Because let's face it, we're not going to lose six nil or six one. So um, bar yeah. disaster. So yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good chance to to breathe easy, and hopefully, May United will have a tougher game. Yeah, <laughs> after and Wednesday. of course, I mean the the English teams are doing. They're all doing pretty well, aren't they? I mean Spurs. Yep. That was a cracking result for them, to be honest. Um, yeah, I watched the Spurs game, and it was the first fifteen minutes. They were all over the place, and then for the rest, the rest of the game, they absolutely battered Juventus it was unbelievable it was so impressive to watch I mean they could have they should have probably won the game to be honest yeah um, obviously Higuain missed that penalty at 2-1 which may have made it a bit different but yeah Spurs were they were pretty impressive I've got to say so I would be very surprised if they get knocked out to be yeah honest. I, don't, I don't think Juve can play as badly because I don't think they were great at all but yeah I think Spurs are in the driving seat obviously Man City are through um Chelsea <laughs> can't really see it, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And I think Man United should be too strong for Sevilla. So yeah. you know, looking ahead, it's I think we're going to do well to avoid an all English clash, aren't we? Probably so. Yeah, touch wood. But I mean, I I fancied. Well, I, I quite fancied Spurs for the for the title before before Man City decided to just completely make it their own. And and the only reason I thought probably Spurs wouldn't do it was just the whole playing at Wembley. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it would undoubtedly, and it, and it has sort of derailed them a little bit. Whereas now they seem to be quite at home there. Yeah, you're right. So, do now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is a pretty impressive side, that, isn't it? And Pochettino, you, you wouldn't think he's going he's gonna to stick around there forever, would you? One of the big Spanish clubs will be after it, I imagine. Well, I think Madrid won him, but it's just a case. Would he? You never. I mean, what do you do? Because you, you just, you know, you're probably only going to get a couple of years there, if that. But who knows? I mean, he's probably he's up there, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Coaches, so it'd be interesting. I think because they're going to the new stadium next year, I think he'll probably hang around for at least another year. But yeah. Who knows? Madrid come in, make an offer. You, just, you don't know, do you? Yeah. We shall yeah. see. But yeah, good week. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. But I think I will probably, oh, I'm tempted when we play Porto to watch the Real Madrid game, possibly, or Flick, because I think that's going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, unless unless Porto score three goals in the first you know, half, the first half, half yeah. then it's yeah. like right, switch it over, <laughs> or maybe you know. Uh, but yeah, so I, I it it should be a nothing game. Uh, we should just be able to close that out. So um, yeah, yeah. But the, there's some other other real mouth watering ties, aren't there? That, that we could be watching. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I might try and get two screens up so I can watch them both or something. <laughs> you can be like Jeff Stelling at home, you know. <laughs> well, my brother did it the other night. He sent a picture of he had, he had two tablets on. He was watching Liverpool and Real Madrid at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, anything else in the news? Oh, it's probably in the news, but yeah, I think that that's the main football kind of news yeah. for this week, I would say. Um, so yeah. let's, let's move on to our next section then, which is our day two of level one. Okay, so Ben, how did your how did your day two start off, and uh, what what are you really tackling that morning session? Um, so my day two, obviously, mine was a week ago, but um, it was probably a bit more like your day one, I would say. So we we really got into planning our own routines um, with a bit of guidance. He gave us a scenario, and he said, "Right, um, come up with a practice." for this and for that and he then we had to kind of present it to the group um what our thinking was and everything um so it's quite kind of tricky he was showing us kind of video clips of of england games Mm -hmm. and he he'd kind of stop it and he'd say right this there's a player with his back to goal sort of in midway in his own half who obviously was surrounded by a few defenders and he would, would have liked to have turned and he said right come up with a routine in possession, how you're going to get this guy to turn. And to some of the other groups, it was out of possession. Mm -hmm. How are you going to stop this guy from turning? So as we got the practice to make the guy turn, and I've got to be honest, my brain just kind of went blank. And I was thinking, (laughs) oh my God, what does he mean? Yeah, You know, um, and I found it quite difficult actually. But in the end, we we sort of cobbled something together and got all the the sort of principles in there for being in possession. Um, but again, it kind of my inkling is to overthink it and make it probably more complicated than it needs to be. Um, and it, interestingly, he came up with his own interpretation of what he would do. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just zoned off some bits of the pitch and he got players moving around here and there. So again, it wasn't overcomplicated what he did, but obviously his thought process was quite clear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that, that's the thing. Whereas, like this week when I've gone away and pra- done my own practice for knowing what I want to get out of the, from the kids, I found it a lot more straightforward. So I actually found it harder when he said, when he gave me a, gave us a scenario. Um, for some reason, it might've just been been put on the spot and having 20 minutes to come up with something, but yeah, there's not much, it's not much time at all, is it? No, it's not. And on our table, there's a, there's a, most groups have got four people on their table and we've only got three. Mm-hmm. And one of them, one of them's not. He's he's a sort of young kid, and he's not got any coaching experience. So he's mm-hmm. he finds it a bit harder to contribute. So there's only really two of us doing the yeah, yeah. idea. And the other guy I sit with, he he's actually 
he kind of manages the team, but they've got a designated coach at his club who comes up with all the routines. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously got he had some good ideas actually, and we we had to do some other practices between us, and we kind of got there. But yes, yeah, so it was quite classroom heavy. We didn't we we're only out on the pitch for probably an hour and a half, and again he this is where I got the idea for this week, building up the session, laying everything out immediately. And then you develop your session around your layout of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting when he did that. So he just set out this big pitch and he got us doing these very simple things to start with. And he just built it up. And in the end we were doing like a five on five game, but it just started out with simple dribbling and he introduced it. And it was really interesting how he built it up. So I got a lot out of that. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of it was just thinking about how you'd structure your session, yeah, practices and stuff. So that was the main sort of thing. Whereas tomorrow we're going to be out on the grass all day and we're going to be taking each other or the all the other coaches through our own sessions. So it should be – I'm looking forward to it. A bit nervous, but we're doing it in pairs, so that helps. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So it would be good. So how was your day just, two a week later? I, I'm a bit – Puzzled, actually, and it's fascinating talking this through because, like I say, I don't think anyone else, no one that I'm aware of anyway, has probably done it quite so closely and then yeah. analysed in detail and discussed, right, this is how our day two went and, and this is how yours went. But they really do seem quite different. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, but well, before I get... You, yeah, so I was just going to quickly say, I've said to you before that in the coaching uh sort of manual books we've got uh-huh. you've got the sort of like you know task you've got these tick boxes task one two three you know etc yeah but we've not really looked at the books at all with him we have asked the question oh should we be filling these books out and he said oh don't worry about those at the moment and but we're not even we don't even seem to be going through it in order so we're kind <laughs> of it's weird but i mean it, not to say we would i'm not criticizing it's just interesting to me that we're not that i thought we'd go through it step by step logically but we're not really doing that he's just gone straight mm. into your coaches you need to come this is how you need to build things up this is what you need to think about blah 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 and it's it's interesting so i wouldn't say it's haphazard but obviously he's approached it and i guess they've just got as long as they cover the whole thing yeah but like we said before you were out on the pitch immediately as soon as you got there for most of the day, whereas we weren't. So it is quite interesting. And again, it sounds like you were today as well. Yeah. So not not quite immediately, but uh, <coughs> like an hour and a half in the morning and then two and a half hours in the in the afternoon. Um, so I'm, I, you know, again, pretty paralysed right now. <laughs> and quite, quite tired, if I'm honest. Um, but but yeah, so I guess they're they're still trying to get the essence of building those sessions across to us, but just yeah. like I say approaching it in a in a different way. The, the thing I was going to ask, silly little detail: who who are England playing on the video? Uh, well, we watched some of them play in Germany when we won three two. Right um, in Germany, but the, the, for the practices he was getting us to do, I, you couldn't tell. It was uh, okay. in red. I don't, I don't know if it was Switzerland, but you couldn't really see because we were quite far away actually from the team mm-hmm. from the screen, and we only saw literally five six seconds. So I, I couldn't tell you. Oh right, okay. So 
the reason I ask is because we saw some clips again, and I was thinking, I'm sure those, I'm sure I've seen those before. I, I'm sure we saw those on day one. And I think it was, they were playing against France, and it was just showing uh, different phases of the game. So showing England in possession, uh, showing them out of possession and, and trying to uh, close down space and whatever. Yeah, and then it's kind in, of in transition we as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just wondered if, you know, again, it's a, a specific thing for the course or it's just like tutors uh, show something on uh, in possession, out of possession and transition. And then they go off and, and find their own particular clips that they want to use. But we, yeah. we were watching clips from um, from the England team, uh, the, the England ladies team. Um, yeah, we, saw we saw some from, yeah, from the uh, some grassroots games, some youth games. So um, okay. it, it yeah, was different because we all... didn't know it's, ours is all England England games. Right, right, okay. So. So yeah, it's interesting then. So, so that was, so so was that in the morning? Was the morning session designing and then in the afternoon well, working it through and explaining it? Not really. Morning was. I mean, we only went out in the morning. Just before, well, we went out about half eleven. And we stayed out mm-hmm. till about one. That's the only time we were out. But before that, it was watching the clips and thinking about. And he got. That's when he was saying, right, you've got to, you know, come up with a practice for this scenario. Mm-hmm. Then again in the afternoon, we we had to design another practice. I can't remember what the the specifics were. It was kind of just just an in possession practice, just a generic in possession. Come up with anything you want, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So just a lot of that, really. Um. And he was just talking to us about how you build up that practice and what to think about, and have you got the England DNA in there. Have you got all the the principles for being in possession in it? Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it was yeah, it just it, just a lot of that. I can't really mm-hmm. elaborate much more. And it, it the day sort I wouldn't say it dragged, but it was quite a it felt quite a slow day because we didn't go out much. Right. Um, okay. Whereas I think tomorrow because we're going to be it sounds like we're going to be out pretty much all day by the sound of it. It should be, and the first day flowed pretty well as well so we were out for a lot longer we went out mm-hmm. a couple of times with a break in between so it broke the day up yeah Whereas last week it was pretty much 80 percent in the classroom mm-hmm. um so yeah so we'll see uh we'll see how tomorrow goes yeah yeah so we we started off and i, I guess i started off slightly on the back foot because on on the first day i turned up like half eight sat in the car waiting you know supposed to kick off at nine and but made sure i got there really early so i didn't know where it is where i took a bit more of a chance you know and (laughs) i think i got there about three minutes past at three minutes to nine so just had time to get there get a coffee and whatever and sit down is yours half nine start Uh, at nine o'clock how is it what time do you finish five o'clock all right go on what's yours Half well, it's supposed to be half nine to half five, but last week was half nine till half four. Oh, that's so, all right. Yeah, well, he, he just said, "Right, homework, go away, do this. You can have an early finish." So, yeah, crikey! Yeah. <laughs> I think the first so, day we finished early as well. So, <laughs> no, we're definitely uh, getting 
getting i mean we're out on the pitch so it's not really uh no, exactly. no it's not like brain work is it you just no. you're just playing football most of the time i mean you are trying to think about it but I'll, I'll get on to the to the sessions because we we ended up doing the sessions again i mean it was very very similar to the first day okay. so we got there and we're, we're sat down so you know sort myself a cup of tea and whatever and then you straight straight into it so he's, he's trying to it's i guess it's not an icebreaker because you you've met the group before you know yeah. you know people but you know probably the yeah it's nine o'clock on a saturday morning so everyone's probably not feeling on tip-top form but the instructor's you know full of energy and he's like right get up and you know have it right down you know uh if you if you've delivered your practice session write down some things and uh go and speak to other people about it and then he give you like 30 seconds to a minute to do that to go to someone else you know and then discuss how your sessions went and then he'd it's a right change and you're changing again. So, you know, you, you're back into that icebreaker sort of territory where you're, you're going around and, you know, trying to look at, we didn't have name badges, but you know what I mean? It's like, uh, just reminded me of those corporate functions, like where you're just trying to go around and meet people. So, um, so yeah. And then, uh, then he was asking about, you know, the homework. So this is again, where we differ a bit. So, he was saying, right, you should be up to task four in your books, which is about page 49, I know now. <laughs> and I'm kind of sheepishly looking around, and I was like, well, I did write everything down for the practice as you're supposed to. You know, we executed the practice, plan, do, review, and all that. Yeah. But that was like task one. I didn't realize we were supposed to do two and three as well. <laughs> so, and he said, look, he said, ultimately, I don't care if you've not done it. You know, this is the stuff that you put in that book is for you. It's your review stuff. That's, so that's interesting. That's kind of how I perceive that book as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have to fill everything out before he signs it off, sort of thing. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, so there's so <laughs> that, and then um, he's asking about the e-learning. Apparently, you know, some people had had some technical problems with the e-learning and. Couldn't help but think it's probably pop-up blockers or or something like that. But yeah, have so you, have you done that yet? Out of interest. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd done the e-learning. I think I think what we said didn't we? We, we said we'd probably <clears throat> spend an episode maybe going through that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's enough to go through though. Is there? <laughs> probably, probably not, to be honest. But yeah. So so probably let's kill that idea. I think <laughs> because I I went through it and didn't didn't really get a massive amount from it you've you've got to do it there's some very serious issues that are discussed in it but there's nothing really too taxing that no anyone shouldn't be able to go through and get the right answers or if they they don't you know you you probably wouldn't want in coaching anyway so yeah um i mentioned about the watching the clips again just discussing uh, the different elements of of the game, so the in possession, out of possession, transition, and what that means, and how to develop your how to develop your practices. And one of the things that I think hit home a little bit more this time. So, so in the first day, he was using words like build, develop, and extend. Yeah, and he he referred to this right. This is a build session, 
and I, I don't really know what he means. <laughs> um, and so I, I get it more now. So, so essentially he was saying about, you know, we'll work more on development and developing the practice. And, and essentially, I guess if you think of it as, as a linear scale going upwards to full match conditions, so, yep. you know, you build practice is, is almost like, you know, just unopposed practice. You're working on something um, from the ground up as yep. you build activity, develop it. You're, you're introducing a bit more interference and, uh, you know, maybe maybe having defenders in there or counterattackers or, or what have you. Mm. And then extend, you're, you're making it even more intense, more interference, and then you're, you're pretty much at a match then. So that made a lot more sense to me on day two than it, than it did on day one. And I, I don't know if that's just because I didn't understand it, if it wasn't explained well, or probably a bit of both. Yeah. So, so we talked a little bit about you know, how you would develop these activities, and then we, we had like three tables. So we were going round again, brainstorming what what does that look like. Uh, so it was handy for us that we had three tables because that's your three phases, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a fair few of us on each table as well. So we don't we didn't quite have the same conundrum that that you have, where you know there's not that much in the ideas pool. So yeah, yeah we we were doing the uh, outer possession. Yeah. And so I, I was struggling a bit more with that one, you know, so in possession and, and uh, transition, I think you, you can um, be creative and, you know, work on passing, dribbling, all of that. Whereas out of possession, you're just talking about pressing, you're talking about yeah. delaying uh, people as well. And, and I just found that a bit trickier to brainstorm well, what, what are the elements, you know, you really want to want to pull out. Yeah. But yeah, so we did we did a bit of that, and that that took us through the the morning session, and then we had a we had a break about ten thirty, and then we went into uh, straight back out on the pitch, you know. So the the instructor just took us out, and again he he took us through a develop uh, training session, which ended up being you know for for an hour and a half, like so, and it was a good 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 session. You know, and again, I, I I was chatting to the guy after I said it. You know, it's almost it feels like you know, you know, like a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And when they when they're getting heckled, and then they just come up with something really, really quick. Well, they hadn't yeah. just come up with that there and then. What they have is a massive library of comebacks, and they can yeah, very yeah, quickly retrieve. That, yeah. that the right comeback at the right time and and i think it was what, what he um what he was saying was it, it again it was a great session and, and built up from something very simple going to more and more complex so it was all around dribbling and then uh, uh a bit of passing as well and but i'm not really doing it justice there but he just layered on the complexity until you again you were you were almost in match conditions so yeah uh, you know and it was really quite competitive that's kind of that's what i said earlier i mean that's kind of what what um pete did last week in our mm-hmm. you know ladies comes out and he's like right just get a ball 
dribble to a cone inside your foot, outside your foot. Um, then he stopped us and said, right, now roll the ball under your foot. So it was all just dribbling. Then he was like, right. And then by the end of it, we would, like I said, we were doing a proper um, 5v5 sort of game situation. We had to hit these cones, and but he kept changing the, he kept making us all through it. He was like, right, instead of passing the ball, I want you to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, five six seconds use your body you know then he was like um he was just really clever that he was that he said right all the things we did at the start rolling the ball under your foot mm-hmm. overs, i want you to introduce that while you're doing the game so he sort of went full circle back to that and it was really clever and i said to him after i said how long would that would you do all that for because we, we're only doing it for like you know 20 minutes half an hour yeah, now yeah. he said that'll be an hour's session which surprised me initially but i thought well actually Having done my session on Thursday, yeah, easy, easily an hour. You could have it do it for much mm-hmm. more than that. So it was, yeah, it's really clever. It's not. And he kept saying, um, he said, "What you guys haven't got that you will get is experience." He said, "Yeah, I'm using my experience to do to put this together." He said, "And you'll learn that over time." He said, "I've been doing it for X amount of years, so I, I know what I can draw on. I can adapt." my session to do this to do that he said and you he said you will you will get it he said he said and you all seem he said you know you're already exhibiting that you're bright and you've got ideas and stuff so that's what it's all about so there's no right or wrong answer Mm -hmm. he said but as long as you plan it and you've got a structure and you you know like you said you develop it and build it up it works really well and it's a real i mean i never if i hadn't done this course i never would have thought about that i'd have just kept doing haphazard drills Mm-hmm. Calling, I'm calling them drills instead of practices. <laughs> and so being any coherent, probably well, there would have been a bit of a theme to it, but not the way that he's sort of showing us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to elaborate on that point, so you'd mentioned to me in the week, hadn't you, that that your instructor made a point that that we don't call them drills. You yeah, know? and uh, I said, oh. There's, uh, Ours didn't seem to have an issue. You know, I don't remember anyone saying the D word, but, and today, you know, he made a, he made quite a big point of it. And he he was saying, you know, these are practices because that's what you're doing. You're practicing. Yeah. He says, what does, what do drills make you think of? And we're like, well, military, the army. And he said, yeah, you're not practicing a drill. You're, you're practicing. So I thought that was interesting, and, and again, uh, I guess that's the the modern uh, convention. I guess you you don't call them drills; you call them practices. Yeah, Which, well, I can see the point. Yeah, a drill. You just think of repetitive, boring. You know, and that's not what training should be about. You should be you're teaching and you're developing, and and you are practicing. So yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. And it's weird how I've not lapsed back into quite. A, since the first time he said that, I've not called them drills at all. It's really odd. I've not even lapsed back into it. I've just been really, it's just right at the forefront of my mind, probably so much because I'm, because obviously this is sort of taking over my life at the moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> I've not lapsed back into calling them drills. So hopefully, I, I, I probably need to give myself a bit more time to, to see if I, if it's just a part of my vocabulary and, and whether yeah. I use it again and again. But I think, that shift in mindset that that they are practices they're not drills you're not doing the same thing over and over yeah with 
all of the variables being exactly the same the second time you do it. So I, th- I think I probably will call them practices. But I think <clears> for me before that, you know, I hadn't thought too deeply on it. You know, it's, it, for me, it's like, you know, I don't question why we call a chair a chair. It's just a chair. Well, no, you wouldn't. No, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I mean, that's the thing about this. It's just got you thinking about so much of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, I would never have thought about it either. It's, a, you know. Um, but... The thing that I was, I was going to say, so uh, the whole thing about the comedians and, and being able to draw and all of that experience. So the, the, the instructor had a plan and you see it all written down or, or we saw it after. And, uh, but he, he ended up just changing it all because the way it had developed and then a few people weren't, uh, a few people were on the side observing, if you like. So yeah. quite a few of us playing and, and executing on the practice and you know they from the sides they're just chucking in the various ideas and whatever so so he ended up just changing the whole thing and, and at one point he said do, do you guys think this is a well laid out planned activity so, you know like i go about this is a trick question so i thought not getting caught out here uh yes is the right answer <laughs> you know whether whether it's the right one or wrong one i i figured i had to say yes so but of course it wasn't and he showed us what his original plan was and he said but what we ended up doing was better and so just on the fly he was changing the plan yeah and that that lines up i'm sure wasn't it the first episode when I was saying to you about one of my favorite phrases and that, that whole thing that plans are useless, but planning is everything, you know, and all he'd done is really, he had a plan, but then he replanned based on what he was, what he was seeing at the time. So, uh, I, I thought that was, that was an unintended, uh, lesson to teach, but, uh, just seeing, you know, someone with that much experience do that as well. It's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty impressive, and and you know Again, something straightforward. That's the experience thing, isn't it? You've got that experience, and you can just quite easily adapt a practice based on. Yeah, people might drop out, people might not be performing, and you think, "Oh no, let's try this." Yeah, that's the skill, isn't it? Of tapping into that massive breadth of knowledge that you've got. Hmm. I tell you, what, I forgot a couple of funny things from the morning session. So. When we're talking about the different that you got the three tables and, and all talking about in possession, out of possession, and transition, I can't remember how he got to it, but he ended up talking about uh, in possession and talking about you know bringing the ball out from the back, yeah, and overloading the midfield. So you know, adding in uh, to that midfield there, and he was saying, so who who's a player? You know, who does that? And, and I know he's, you know, you've got a fair age range on the course. And I'm thinking, right, think of a premiership player. And I literally could not think of one at all because all my inner monologue was saying to me was Alan Anson, Alan Anson, Alan Anson. <laughs> and then that. stop thinking of Alan Anson. Nope, it's just Alan Anson. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Just <laughs> And then someone said John Stones. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Should have said that one, yeah. <laughs> I would have probably said Rio Ferdinand. Well, I think I did say Ferdinand because we were 
oh, someone said Van Dyke. <laughs> and he's right. like, ah, oh, it's Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, he does. Big Arsenal supporter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that, that it made me laugh. And I thought, you know, I'd, uh, I'm sure he's looking for for something a bit more modern than, than Alan Hansen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other thing that, that um, I remember from the morning session, I, again, I can't remember exactly how he got there. Completely different from what I was just talking about overloading the midfield, but he was he was talking about those different personalities and just managing the kits as people, you know, not players. Yeah. And uh, oh, that was it. He was, he was talking about pressing. So who presses the ball? In fact, I'll, I'll ask you the question. See if you come up with the same answer. So if we're if we're in if we've lost possession, who presses the ball? If you've lost possession, yeah. Um, Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> well, it depends where on the pitch it is. Whereabouts on the pitch? So, usually, you say the the pl- the person closest to the ball. Well, yeah, yeah. I would say I was going to say striker, but, but it, it depends it, where it, it depends, is on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you if you lose it in midfield, there's still someone close to it, isn't there? Yeah, and he said the the other thing that people say is the person who lost it. That doesn't really that doesn't really work if you've made a cross field pass, does it? I so can't believe somebody would say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, apparently people do. So you lost it, go and get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now God. stop trying those raking yeah. passes. You know. Yeah. Um. So no, I, I thought again, nice little simple message there. If you're the closest player and we've just lost it, try and press the ball quickly. Well, that just it sounds like a trick question. That's kind of almost obvious, isn't it? The person nearest the ball, but yeah. It, to us, it's obvious. And it's like a lot of things, isn't it? It's obvious when you say it out loud and when you think about it. Yes. But when you're getting into complex and you're trying to think of these different scenarios and where could you lose the ball, we can lose a ball anywhere, can't you? Yeah. I, I thought it was a beautifully simple way of way of putting it but that that's not the point i was getting to saying about well what what do some people do you know if you if you're if you're coaching kids and that and so someone said oh just throw their arms up in the air and and give up (laughs) i'm sure on your teams they don't but i can tell you on mine they do (laughs) you know not everyone but and so he was saying, well, when someone does that to him, he, he almost makes a little game of it. So, you know, he, he'll highlight the fact that they're doing that. Yeah. And they'll say, like, right, I'll give him five seconds. I'll say, say, oh, look, you know, Billy's he's out for five seconds now. So if Billy loses the ball, he throws his arms up. He's been a bit of a prima donna. And he goes, oh, right, Billy's lost the ball. Five, four, and, you know, he'll count down to one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all oh, right, it's probably back in the game now. <laughs> you know, and just highlighting the fact that he's doing it. And he's saying, you know, eventually, you know, people will, um, people will, you know, say, oh, Todd, you late. I'm going to go after it and press it straight away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting way. And it's just one a real practical example of, of something that you could maybe think about doing. But just that idea 
of, you know, if someone's been a, a, a let me say, exhibiting behavior that we yeah. don't want them to exhibit to, to try and tackle it in a, you know, not an authoritarian way, you know, and, but not shying away from it either. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and in the, in the afternoon, I, I mean, we, we really had just had a bit of time. So we, so we had lunch. It's, it's right next to Tesco's, which is quite handy. Um, <laughs> so we, we had lunch and then as soon as we came back, the pressure's on then. So we, we had to, um, do our development session. So in right. the first day we designed and executed the build session yep. and now, and we were locked in as well. So, you know, you're developing based on the build. So whatever you chose on the first day, you know, you had to build up on, on the, on the second day yep. as, as you're developed. So you're trying to introduce, you know, the interference, the defenders mm-hmm. and what have you. So, yeah, I felt, felt a bit of the pressure there. <laughs> um, and the, the chap who I was working with, you know, I, I think we were both struggling initially to think, right, because well, we had a quite a nice build activity. Um, and I, I can't remember if I, I described it to you, but, you know, kind of um, a square within a square. And we had people um, going from one uh, one corner of the square. So you've got all your cones laid out. They have to go through the little square and round an out, another outer cone to get a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what we were thinking of doing is is sticking a defender in there. Only we'd done that in the morning session, <laughs> so it's like, well, we can't really do that because you know it's just a bit like copying. Now, I don't think he'd really have a have a massive problem with it if we did, but we decided to shy away from that in the end, and we went with just a few more uh, dribbling based activities, but with introducing defenders and then. Um, increasing the amount of dribblers and decreasing the defenders and then increasing the amount of defenders and decreasing the number of dribblers and, and stuff like that. So mm. it it went quite well in the end. But again, it was, you've got a little bit of time and you, you're brainstorming and trying to figure out, oh, cracking, what, what can we do? Like, you know, and so, yeah, we, we had another eight sessions Um you know, and you had to write write down your time slot in the in the box. So I just legged it up. You, you're supposed to write down the the time slot, the topic that you're going to cover. So I was just like ball mastery, and the England DNA message. You know, so you can see people agonising about oh, what's the DNA message going to be. So I I just ran straight up to the board, stuck us down at number five. You know, almost right in the middle there. I thought, right, I'll fill in the rest of it after, but <laughs> just I just wanted to have our time slot locked down, so uh, so we could see a few sessions, but not be you know in the last in the last few sessions. So uh, so yeah, that was good. And uh, again, all of the all of the sessions, I'd have to say, were really really uh, really creative. You know, and again, working on in possession, out of possession, creating all these. Uh, well thought out little games, you know, mm-hmm. and and there were no goals. You know, we've still not got to the point where we're introducing goals at all. So you know, you can have things score points by uh, doing so many passes or reaching an end zone or a particular bit of cones or whatever. So 
so yeah, it's uh, it was good fun. But like I say, it was, it was from about half two to fo- right up until five o'clock right. that we were out on the pitch there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That sounds similar to what I guess we're going to be doing tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Um, so if yeah. you've got if you've got your training session tomorrow, is mm. that is that a build activity? Is it a develop? Didn't say. He just said he just said go away and build it and develop and put together a practice. Yeah, and then deliver it. So that's that was it. That's all we got. So it wouldn't surprise me if he. Yeah, maybe says right you've got that now how are you going to develop on it possibly i don't know but mm-hmm. development in my routine already so uh we'll have to see <laughs> i don't know we'll have to see how it goes yeah yeah well um, like i say I, I think you know for me i'm probably oversimplifying it but you know if you've got if you've got some sort of defense in there some sort of interference then it's probably more development if you've got none of that it's it's probably a build so yeah, there's at least if you can talk to it. <laughs> yeah, well, there is a bit. Sure of, there is a bit of interference in there, and a defence. So uh, yeah, we'll see. See what it's always. I thought we had. That's all we had to go on. So it's kind of, um, yeah. Like I said, it's not. It's a bit different to how yours is going, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but um, I may just go first, throw myself into it if he asks. Yeah, go, on, let's just do it. Get out of the way. <laughs> And everyone, else is. Can, everyone else can nick all the good and all the bad bits and not do them in theirs. There, there is benefit to going to going early, absolutely. Because I, I was laughing with with some of the lads there that you know, once you've done your activity, you can just enjoy being part of the other sessions and yeah, exactly. you know, joking around, grabbing bibs and whatever. You know, it, 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 it's just good fun from that point. But but the earlier sessions, you you're still you've got half a mind on there. Uh, on doing your own session as well and because i think when we left the classroom so ours changed quite a bit while we were laying the cones out because <laughs> we we'd we'd brainstormed and we we just weren't that happy with what we'd done in the classroom yeah so when when we got out there and just before the first session you know we're bouncing ideas back and forth again and then even when we're laying cones out saying well maybe we'll get rid of this bit you know yeah. um in the middle and and we'll have them uh doing something different so so it went well in the end but that was that was planning right up to the point where where people are turning up (laughs) (laughs) so you know i think for the kids i'd like to be a little bit more uh planned than that but it's just a consequence of the course isn't it you know you're trying to cram so much into a short amount of time yeah Oh, that sounds good. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It should be uh, quite illuminating, challenging. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, I'm, I'm, or my legs rather, are hoping you spend pretty much the whole day out of there because I'm feeling that, uh, you know, you're not, you're not out there enough. You're in the uh, classroom well, too much. I've, I've already <laughs> said to you. I think last week we had, well, the first week I think two people didn't join in. Then last week. I think when we went out, we had 15. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the, the hour and a half, it was down to 10. Five, five just dropped out during the state. I was like, what are you doing? You, you were here to start with. And you've all just, all these people lined up on the touchline, not, not doing it. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Maybe, yeah, long, maybe they wanted to observe. And, but I mean, you got a lot out of it taking part. So I was, I was happy to take part, but 
Um, yeah, yeah. I've got my back standing up to it. I'm happy to to be out there. So yeah, I must admit, for a for a couple of the sessions, I <clears throat> in particular, I mean, some of them, depending on how they've designed the session. So if you there was one which used you know pretty much a full five side pitch, and there was three of us, you know, so it it was there was a lot of passing and transition and uh, a lot of sprinting. And after that one, I think it was about the third session, and I was I was done, and I was just lay out on the floor. Of like, <laughs> I've I've had enough, you know. Oh no, it must must have been the second one. And then I'm thinking, oh, I'll just I'll just sit out the next one. That's that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. And then we walk over to the other bit of the pitch, and they're like, uh, we need some more red bibs or something like that. It's like, oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of breaths now. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not you mean. But yeah, no, it's it was really good, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting how how our day threes go. Uh, so you you've got yours tomorrow. I've got mine on Saturday. Yeah, and we're I guess we're at, we're at the halfway point now, aren't we? So it's well, it's probably just over halfway, isn't it? Because the yeah, last day is only it's only a morning session, isn't it? Yeah. So week week tomorrow is my last session. So yeah, three quarters of the way through after tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, broken the back of most of it. So we'll see we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But yeah, even now I'm thinking, oh, should I change my routine? No, (laughs) there were no goals in yours. I'm thinking, oh, I've got goals in mine. But so so the way, yeah, I I would maybe think about that bit because. The way the instructor described that build, develop, extend, and then a match. Yeah. You know, the match bit is where you're you're introducing the goals. Now, I think I'm trying to think now. The extend part, that third phase, might have some goals in it as well. Yeah. Um, and in fact, no, I think the what one of the sessions had goals in earlier today. But it, it depends. I mean, are you doing a, an extend activity, a build activity, or, or develop one? So if, if you're not sure, maybe have it in mind if, if you don't. Well, I'm not sure because he, haven't, he hasn't <laughs> been through that with us. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's obviously built up a session, but he's not done a – he's not mentioned like an extend, blah, blah, blah. He's just He just said, come up with a practice. Yeah. Which is what I've done. Um, there's actually three goals in mine, but not just one. But it's to make it. It's to it's to give a goal to the defending team mm-hmm. for something to play for. And he keeps going about that. He says, he says in your practices in practice, he said, if you're doing something, say in possession, you've got like an overload. You've got to give the defending team a objective. So, so, mind, so here's here's a, a little nugget which might help. All right. So, and and, and at least I I think it's a little nugget. So. I think at, at one point someone did refer to them as defenders and the yeah. instructor's like, right, you know, who wants to be a defender? And he's you say, not just you lot. Like if, you, if you're coaching the kids, you say, who wants defenders? Like who's enthusiastic about that? Yeah. And I didn't want to say, well, that's actually me probably. <laughs> I quite like defended, but um, he said, why do you call them counter attackers? Yeah. Yeah, and especially what you were saying there, reward the defenders. Actually, just call them counter attackers. 
And then you say, you know, who who wants to volunteer, you know, to be a counter attacker? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. What what's what's this all about then? <laughs> yeah. And I thought just that simple switch in words. I thought, yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good idea. That. Yeah. No. It's that's that's part of what he said. Our tutor said that quite a bit. He said, you know, it's no good just giving if you're doing an attacking practice say it's no good just having a bunch of guys trying to kick the ball out he said they've got to have a reason to be doing what they're doing so mm-hmm. yeah mine there's a there's like two there's a goal on each side of the pitch that yeah the, that the defending team can try and score in um so that's kind of their kind of goal but i think i'm going to change the attacking goal to just a few cones they've got to knock over instead of an actual goal just to make yeah. it more interesting so take a goal out of the equation <laughs> <laughs> but i'm pretty relaxed because yeah like we've been taught a bit differently to you so we've not had that build extend etc yeah, like yeah he's just showed us how to build up a a session or a practice and um yeah yeah so. i i from what you've told me i, I wouldn't bother changing it um, um that's too late <laughs> it's it's not like uh it's not like you're learning quantum physics as well is it no, it's no, not exactly. like where there is there is an actual answer you know there is a, a right answer and and everything else is a wrong answer and the whole interest i mean the reason i'm doing the one i'm doing is because game we played a few weeks ago our decision making in the final third was really poor and that's why i've done this the one that I'm doing tomorrow because it's all about uh, decision making and making that final pass and winning mm-hmm. possession, keeping possession. So it's very much a possession based activity, but it's just getting them to think about instead of you know losing their shape when they're attacking, when to pass, when to go back, when to hold on to it, when to shoot, and that's the whole purpose of doing it. And it worked really well. So I'm pretty. If you says to me why are you doing it, I'll say it's based on this match we played. And I felt that we could have used the ball a lot better in the front. Mm-hmm. We probably made the game a lot easier for ourselves if we'd been a bit more savvy on the ball. Yeah, it's just it was just all about people were not passing when they should have passed in. They weren't switching the play when they could have switched it. They were shooting when they shouldn't have shot. And it's all geared to sort of improving that. So there is a logic yeah. behind it. So um, so our right. our instructor kept referring to that as create and combine. Yeah, it kind of probably is that actually. Yeah, I, and actually before that, you know, I think this probably went back to the morning session as well. And he, he was he was actually referring to a story where he was talking about it to one of the one of the ex coaches for the for the England ladies. I think he, she'd worked with uh, Mark Sampson um, when he was there, and you know, the instructor was asking her about you know what's your real philosophy around around the game. And she drew out this really simple diagram, you know, pitch, couple of goals. Said, right, when we've got the ball, we want to go that way and score. Mm. When we don't have the ball, we want to go the other way and defend our goal. <laughs> <laughs> and just super simplistic. Um, yeah. But the point he was trying to make was, you know, we can overcomplicate everything. But you yeah. know, it's just it's it's an invasion game, isn't it? We're either trying to uh, invade their area, invade their goal, or they're trying to do the same to us. So uh, yeah. I, th- I thought that was a, a nice little simple way of putting it. And and he actually drew up, you know, thirds 
on the pitch. So he drew the top bit and said, right, this is the defensive third, and then this is the the midfield. And he said, what, what's this? What's, what's the last bit? I was sort of saying, attack, you know, forward position, you know, things like that. He said, no, 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 no. Disneyland. He <laughs> <laughs> says, that's where all your dreams come true. Oh, you know, man. knock yourself out. Create. You know, I thought just brilliant. So that was a that was a reoccurring joke throughout the day actually then. So right. you know, someone did something well. He said, Oh, we're off to Disneyland, you know. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> again just uh I have to say I I think the instructor's brilliant. Uh you know, really funny guy, real positive about it and uh yeah. obviously has a slightly different perspective on things like that. I can't imagine, yeah. you know, Gareth Southgate up there talking no. about Disneyland, but uh well, there you go. Excellent. Well, we'll catch up after the next uh, the next one and compare again. But yeah, we'll be coming to the end of it then. So we should uh, we should be a lot more rounded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm interested to wait to hear how your session went uh, went tomorrow. Yeah, I'll let you know. And, uh, yeah. Anything else Excellent. on day two? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So let's move into our retro review. Okay, so Ben, what do you remember about that Leeds 92 championship win inside? Uh, Not much. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> no. Well, I was I had a bit of a soft spot for that team. Um, I used to live in Leeds when I was a kid, briefly. And oh, I was right. the first, the, yeah, the first team I ever had. I remember having a generic football top, and I had a Leeds. I got a Leeds United badge and sewed it on there, and my mum did. Um, but I wasn't really into football properly. But anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> for for some reason. I started taking a bit of interest in that Leeds team when they got promoted. Before they got promoted, so they were in Division, what would have been Division Two, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. In those days, yeah. And I started just sort of keeping an eye on their results for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Um, and then, yeah, when they got promoted, was that the first season they were in that division when they won the league? I think it was the second. Was it? Yeah, it was. They yeah. weren't that long, which is pretty incredible, really. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember that midfield: Strachan, Batty, McAllister, Speed. Just, yeah, just yeah, brilliant, brilliant midfield. And I think obviously Gary Speed and David Batty would have been pretty young. Then you had Strachan, who was probably mid thirties by that point, um, but he was he still had he was eating he was on his banana diet, so he was really fit, and he, he attributed it to eating these bananas that kept him really right. Fit and, that's what he said. Um, and then probably Gary Mack was probably at his he must have been then probably 27, 28 so he was probably at his peak mm-hmm. he was just but the weird thing about it was I don't think no, they didn't really seem to have a lot of pace in that team but it was just a perfect balance you had the sort of Tigerish midfield you know wouldn't mess with him David Batty and you had Gary McAllister just Mr Cultured Gordon Strachan just up and down the right wing, real yeah. tenacious little player, and Gary Speed, 
just got so many goals from midfield. Yeah, just brilliant. yeah. And then you had Big Lee Chapman up front and little Rob Wallace. And it's just all, it's just a classic little large, you know, just great balance in that team. And I don't, they probably didn't even use that many players that year because I, I remember most of them and they probably only used 15, 16 players because they didn't have many injuries and may not even have been in Europe. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just a uh, <coughs> good side to watch, and I just took a lot of interest in them, and I was I was really pleased when they won the league. It was, yeah, it was a real. I don't know. It's hard to think back, but I, I just I just used to really. I'm also a Liverpool fan, but I always used to really want Leeds to do well. Mm-hmm. It just all culminated in that in that team, and it's yeah. interesting because they had a manager, Hal Wilkinson, who was kind of known for his been a, quite a rigid, you know, almost like a, I suppose, not, don't want to diss him, but a bit like Roy Hodgson. It, it was, I think they're, they're cut from the same cloth pretty much, aren't yeah. they, those those two? Old school. Very old school. Just very disciplined, organised teams. Yeah. Um, but they um, did, within within that team structure, they did have, you know, a lot of really, really good players. Some of which who you know, someone like um, Strachan had obviously been been at United, but but Lee Chapman, I, I don't think he'd really he, he hadn't really done that much before that. Had he? I think he he didn't have a great career at Forest. No, but he, he just seemed to get the best out of him. Rod Wallace, you've just mentioned the, the pace of him, and um, as quite a few of the Wallaces that that were around, um, <laughs> and I. It's funny, I, I remember um, at, at the time, I, I just thought David Batty was just the best uh, midfielder around. You know, I loved his combative style and uh, would have loved it if we'd have, we'd have bought him, quite honestly. Yeah. And I don't honestly think, hand on heart, I appreciated just how good McAllister was. No, I, I don't know why. I just love seeing it, seeing Batty smash into tackles, and you know, I was just my eye was drawn more to that side of the game. And it was only later on you realise uh, actually McAllister really was pulling all the strings in the middle. Yeah, well, I'd always been. I remember Gordon Strachan from the '86 World Cup. Mm-hmm. He scored in that World Cup, and he and he just seemed a bit of a playful character so that's kind of so I was always aware of him and that's probably part of my interest in that Leeds team because I, I really like Gordon Strachan and obviously you had this kid Gary who's this Gary Speed guy who started scoring all these goals and this big um, curly mop this big curly mop yeah <laughs> and I think at that point John Lukic was in he was brilliant he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then. I always really rated John Lukic um, and again they had a real sort of workman like Defence as well, it's, you know, kind of Mel Sterland or oh, Dorigo. Tony Dorigo was a great player. Really, I really he, he was very good, wasn't he? Great attacking yeah, yeah. back. Um, and then Chris White. Chris White was Chris White was just a kind of not an average player, but he was, you know, I don't think he ever played for England or anything like that. But he was yeah. just a real solid. You know, he benefited from having that David Batty shield in front of him. I can't even remember. Who, I think they had. I think John Newsom and maybe David Weatherall. David really Weatherall rings a bell, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
So he brought a couple of youngsters through, but yeah, they just seem to. I don't even know how many points they won that the title by that year. Eighty-two. Was it eighty-two? Yeah. Um, of course, this is before Blackburn and well, a couple of years before Blackburn sort of came. Yeah. All the money, so it's probably probably one of the last times that a team won the league. Without, I'm not going to say the team's got the most money wins the league because that's not maybe fair. But a team that got itself promoted, established itself, and then all of a sudden, but um, um, round about those times, you had kind of Ipswich finishing top three or four, and teams like that. So it goes back to yeah, I thing that will you see that again? I don't know, but he really put together a very clever little team. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> bought a few players through. As somebody Strachan, end of his career, Lee Chapman towards the end of his career, and got the best out of those players, and yeah, he, he moulded that team together really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it was in that transition time as well, wasn't it? So hand on heart, right? And and I have a lot of admiration for that Leeds team, but I remember thinking at the time, Man United are the best team in the league that particular year. Now they they always say, don't they? Best team wins the league. Full stop. Yeah. End of discussion. Don't. But for me, watching the games, I just felt that, uh, you know, Man United were the best team, but they just couldn't score. <laughs> uh, or score the important goals. And, and Leeds uh, just pipped them for the title with, with 82 points, which, which wasn't really that much. Um, no, it's not really. If you look, you know... Uh, I guess Leicester uh, won with uh, something around that, didn't they? But it's it's normally a lot higher than that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they I actually did. <laughs> I told you I met Gordon Strachan. No, yeah, so, really? is, well, I say met him, <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of bumped into him, but it was a bit of a surreal experience. So it was when he was Coventry manager, oh, and yeah. uh, I was. I was I was away with work and we'd flown out uh, to Singapore on the, on the Saturday. And then, so you arrive and it's pretty much Sunday morning and, you know, you've got to be on site on, on the Monday. So you, you don't just want to do what your body tells you and just go and sleep for the day. And then you're awake all night. So ended up, I think I, I slept for a, an hour or something and then just went down to the pool. You know, it's, it's quite, it's quite hard to fall asleep when you're when you're swimming and stuff. So, but you you're still quite jet lagged and and a bit dazed. And anyway, so swims a few lengths and whatever, and then just gets out of the pool. And I'm walking back to the to the deck chair. You know when you you recognise someone, and you're just not quite sure where from. Yeah. Well, it, it was like that feeling, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, you're all right." <laughs> This little ginger Scottish player, hey, you're right. <laughs> and then, you know, I lay down on the deck chair. <laughs> I was, I was, a colleague was, uh, was there. I was, I was like, I think I just met Gordon Strachan. <laughs> <laughs> it was just utterly surreal. <laughs> and the fact that not, not so much my, <clears throat> Stupid, uh, you know, thinking I knew him reaction. But the fact that he just rolled with it, (laughs) he must have it, you know, he must have that quite a lot, you know, when people think they recognize him and just, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
talk to him as if as if he's a mate, like you know, and, and you know him. But uh, but anyway, no, I thought I'd tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I think um, I was saying about you know Man United not being able to score the goals that year, and that's ultimately why they didn't win the league that year. Um, but halfway through, Leeds bought a. Uh, they took a chance on Eric Cantona, didn't they? Yep. And so he played through and, and was was uh, was pretty good uh, for Leeds, you know, for the remainder of that that season. Yeah, and then Cantona, I mean, I cannot forget that. It's shocking, isn't it? Well, he he wasn't he was there, there at the start, so though, well, was he? That's what I mean. No, he wasn't. He was there so for such a short time. Um, but yeah, what a legend he was. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those as well, isn't it? That, you know, there's a certain amount of hindsight which will judge Leeds' decision. Um, but even at the time, it seemed a bit daft. You know, he came in and he was brilliant for Leeds um, yeah. straight off the bat. And then, you know, you, you look, and again, me as a kid watching the game, you're like, Man United are the best team by far, but they just can't score goals. And then they go, right, well, we'll give you, was it a million or something like that for Cantona? Who's, who's literally say, I think yeah, this man mountain of a bloke who's got fantastic touch. Yeah, just have him. <laughs> Seems well, like a, to be fair, I don't think anybody knew quite what would happen after that. But, yeah. It's he, of... I think even if he'd have stayed at his Leeds level, he, he, he would have still been a great signing. Well, actually, what he did, he just he just stepped it up again, didn't he? And he, he was he was absolutely amazing for for years for for United, and and of course the year after they did go on and win it. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So and and Leeds didn't really do very well that that season after, did they? They they kind of really dropped down there, and then I think over over the next few years they had few few players go. Gary Speed went. Um, Batty went, and so that that championship side started to to dissipate. When yeah. when did when did McAllister move on? I, I couldn't I couldn't think because he went to Coventry for yeah, a while, I didn't think he? I don't think he went anywhere else before that. So I think he went to Coventry when he was probably thirty. Obviously, I used to live there then. He was probably thirty one, thirty two. I think. Mm-hmm. Because um, I remember at the time they got him, it was a bit of a coup because he, he went there because of Strachan. Um, obviously, the Strachan connection got him got him there. Um, I remember at the time thinking, "Whoa, that's a that's even at that age, that's a great signing." Obviously, became yeah, a yeah. for a bit as well, and you could see. Obviously, he went to Liverpool after that for a bit, but yeah, I'd say he was at least probably for three, two, three years. Yeah, um, yeah, went to Cov ninety six, ninety seven time, probably around that time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. They seem to sort of. It's a bit like Leicester, sort of great achievement. Then it all just literally dropped off a cliff almost straight after. Um, yeah, I guess just catching that lightning in a bottle for that for that one season where they've yep. got you know that fantastic blend of of experience. Like on one side, you've got Strachan. On the other, like you say, you've got speed bombing up and down. You've got the classic kind of big man, small man 
yeah. or, or quick man, I should say, not, uh, not necessarily small, but, <clears throat> you know, Chapman laying it all off and, and Wallace yeah. finding all the space. Um, Dorigo, like you say, he was, he was bombing up the left wing and, uh, you know, he was, he was contributing as well. So, and, and they were solid at the back, weren't they? Again, without the ball. They were just very, very organised, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How Wilkinson was an organised four-four-two guy. Yeah, yeah. Get behind the ball, hard to beat. You know, and that's what that's how he made his name. But obviously, he's worked a lot with the FA as well, um, in developing players. So he's obviously got a good pedigree. But yeah, when the stars align and you've got that blend, that just it all comes into tandem, or comes in tandem in that one moment. And amazing, but it's like Leicester. I keep keep yeah. comparing them, but it's you know you need a bit of luck. You need to not have many injuries, and if you've got players who know their job and do their job well, and have got that interaction and that blend, it's it's amazing what you can achieve. And yeah, I've got very fond memories thinking of that season. Um, yeah, I even remember that was that was when Neville Southall did his. What we talked about the other week when Neville Southall did the protest, it was against Leeds. That's right, that's right. Against <laughs> and and I guess I, I honestly can't remember, but I'm guessing um part of that was probably uh because you know Leeds did have you know a great season then and and brushed away quite a few teams that probably at the beginning of the season people didn't expect. Yeah. But I guess at that time, you know, you're talking early 90s, aren't you? You would go into it. You know, Southall's been through all those, um, the glory years yep. for Everton, you know, and and you've got these cheeky little upstarts, Leeds, you know, just, just giving them a pound in. So, yeah, yeah that, that possibly contributed. Um, yep. But, yeah, it's funny how... Retro reviews are joining up there. Um, uh, keeping the theme. Keeping yeah. The yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to think, other other than the fact that they, they had those great players, um, anything else you want to talk about them? I don't think so. I think it's just interesting. It was a springboard for, we know the career Gary Speed had, David Batty, obviously they both went to Newcastle. Um, Rob Wallace had a good career as well, um, but yeah, it's just just interesting. Yeah, um, just thinking about how that became the catalyst for, well, I suppose, good and bad things. I mean, Leeds, obviously, we know what happened after that. They sort of went into the wilderness for a few years before David O'Leary came in with all that money. Well, I, I guess I get some of the younger people might might not might not know. Um, because and and older ones like me, I'm trying to think. How did we get from that leads to you know the Mark Viduka, Harry Kuehl, Bowyer leads? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it must have been a, a must have been at least a few years. So I mean, they that was the turn of what 2000, 2001, wasn't it? When they had. Ferdinand and Baduka, Kuehl, you know, Lee Bowyer. Robbie Fowler for a while, didn't they? Yeah, Robbie well, Fowler, yeah. Jonathan Woodgate. I mean, that was a hell of a team as well for a bit. They were an amazing team to watch. Tony Yeboah, all those players. 
They were just yeah, spending they, money though, like Brewster's yeah, yeah, millions. That yeah. was the problem, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Money they, money they didn't have. Um, yeah. Lived lived the dream for a bit and it almost worked. But um yeah they must yeah, they probably had I mean, I don't even know if they got relegated again in that time. They possibly did, because they've been up and down so many times. Yeah, I I think they might have done because I I just remember the the ninety three season, so after they were <clears> they were champions, so they did have a fairly disastrous uh, year. And I, I guess, I remember they brought in Rowcastle, who's a, another good player from, from Arsenal, uh, yep. but he was replacing Strachan. So he wasn't necessarily adding to the team. It was just Strachan was getting a little bit older and, and couldn't yeah, and keep legging up and down the wing. Yeah, he's a Londoner. He's, you know, been born and bred a gooner. And so that's a big, lifestyle switch got there. I remember he really struggled up there. And I, I rated Rocastle. I thought he was a great player. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he did really struggle, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't they were just they, they sort of dropped off my radar a bit after that mm-hmm. title winning season. But you know, I remember Simon Grayson bringing them back up from what, League One? I mean it's amazing to think they were actually in League One not that long ago. Yeah. Which, yeah. Seems, which seems crazy. And obviously they're I've been struggling a bit recently mid table again, but yeah, they should be in the Premier League. Did, did they actually go into administration? Uh, I think no. I'm not sure. Not sure. Something happened. I, yeah, they, they, I, I, know, I know that they. I mean, essentially, they had to sell all the players, didn't they? And and whether they went into administration or not, like you say, they lived the dream. That team you just rattled off there, you know, with Woodgate, uh, who went on to Real Madrid, you know, Fowler. Um, didn't they have Robbie Keane as well? Yeah. They, they, they overloaded with strikers, didn't they? They had Keane, Fowler. It was like team. FIFA, you know, before <laughs> it's time, you know. It's just like, let's, let's get all these players. And I, I seem to I can't remember the guy's name, but there was, a, there was an up-and-coming young player Leeds from did, uh, did just to cut back in, Leeds did it enter administration in 2007, right? Okay, when they'd already been relegated, yeah. Uh, but of course, the relegation would have been a catalyst, wouldn't it? So, yeah. you're missing out on all that revenue. Yeah. But, um, n- nice one, Google, <laughs> that's what it's there for, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, well. What was I saying about all those great players? I can't remember now. It's getting well, too late. Just just reading as well that the season after they won the league, they went out of the Champions League in the early stages and they finished 17th and nearly got relegated. Which yeah, is crazy. I, I, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's, uh, you know, now when clubs go into the Champions League, they, they stock up, don't they? They, they have big squads. And they know they're fighting on multiple fronts. So, yeah. you know, the not just the league and the Champions League, but you've got the FA Cup, the uh, Carabao Cup, I think it's called now, isn't it? Um, so, you know, they have big, big squads to deal with that. Whereas I think probably at, at, at the time, I mean, uh, you mentioned, I, I'm not sure they used many more players than we've rattled off there. They, it was basically a, a core kind of 14, 15 players that yeah. seemed to play most of that year. 
Yeah. So obviously, if they were trying to do that the year after, you'd imagine fatigue would be a big factor. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. It, I'm of course it's going to play a part. Um, but it's just strange how certain clubs just seem to be in a permanent state of like it's cyclical, isn't it? They go up, they go down. You know, it's uh, it's very strange. And Leeds are Leeds are, Leeds Leeds are one of those. They just never they're never consistently. But like West Brom, they, they have a few teams <laughs> yeah. up and they go down. Yeah, and yeah. It's just another club, but. So, so I know, I know what I was what I was saying, didn't I? and if you got Google to hand, you might you might remember his name. Um, there was a player at Derby, and I remember at the time he was quite highly sought after, and I think he was a central midfielder. Yeah, and basically everyone was kind of having a look at him. You know, the top clubs were having a look at him, but you know, weren't weren't that interested. Uh, or, or just needed to see more, you know. He's still developing. He's, he's not quite there as a as a top player, and probably not worth the gamble. Yeah. And he was on about something like reported seven grand a week at the time. And then the chairman came in, you know, to negotiate uh, a move to Leeds, and just straight off the bat said, you know, we'll give you thirty nine grand a week. Yeah, you know, which again now, you know, probably. You wouldn't bat an eyelid out, would you? But that was a, a ridiculous wage for a, an unproven player at that time. And I guess when Leeds started to sell off all of their best players, because the, the news didn't come out as a big bang, did it? It kind of unraveled. You know, they, they started to sell off their best players and the fans are quite mm-hmm. rightly asking, you know, what's what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then all these stories started to come out about, you know, bad financial mismanagement. And, you know, it is a shame because they, you know, they do add a lot to the to the top league when they are up. Um, no, absolutely. But I think probably looking at what's going on there now, I'm not sure they'll, they'll be up anytime soon. But I'm sure at some point they're too big a club to, to remain in the lower divisions. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, they started this season well, but they've they've fallen away completely now. So it's hard to see them getting up this year. But yeah. until for me, until they settle on a manager and a coach, you well, know, the backroom staff quite another one, aren't they? So yeah. whether he's going to they're going to give him Tom. He's did a decent job at Barnsley. I hope they give him a bit of time. But if you're going to have a manager a season or more than that, you've got no chance. I think you've got a low probability of it actually coming off, haven't you? Because you're going to have each manager is going to come in, you know, and they're going to like certain players, not like other players. They're going to have a way, a philosophy of wanting to play. So they'll get in players that, that you know, can play uh, yep. on that philosophy. And then and then someone else comes well, in and uh, we'll do it yeah, again, start like, again. It's like Ronald De Burr. You bring in a like Crystal Palace. You bring in a coach who's got a certain style and way of playing, and you ask him to do it with Sam Allardyce players. Yeah, <laughs> give him any money to play. It's madness. It is it's ridiculous. Like, that's, that's a debate for another day, but you know that just that really drove me mad that second. It just I just thought they gave them what three games, four games. Yeah, games. yeah. And they wondered why they were struggling because they brought in a manager who had a philosophy of playing, you know, cultured possession attractive football and they didn't get it and they wondered why Madness. yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> but 
bizarre. Like you say, that that yeah. is a, a debate for another day because uh, you know there aren't many managers. Basically, Arsene Wenger's a, a complete outlier, isn't he, at the moment? As you know, being someone who's served for a long time, um, and I'm not sure most <laughs> would mostly ask. Arsenal fans agree it's good that he's still around there. I don't know. Um, but, Often you know, the minority. Yeah, most most clubs now uh, are changing managers quite quite frequently, aren't they? Yep, crazy. Crazy. Well, let's wrap it up there then. Well, been good. You've been listening to the Grassroots Coachcast. If you do like the show, then please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast catcher of choice. And while you're there, we really do appreciate those five-star reviews or a Go Lato that helps other people find the podcast. You can get in touch with us by email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com or if you want to tweet us at grootscoachcast, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks a lot for listening and we will catch up with you soon. Take care. And so that's us. Cheers, Ben.